Welcome back. I'm your host, Tariq. And I'm Abdullahi. Welcome to Bagler, where we provide a free, accessible online community resource that gives both students and professionals a platform to convey their journeys and share insight into those aspiring to gain knowledge about different fields of studies and professions. Hello, welcome to the Bagler podcast, uh, season two, episode two. And today we have a special guest, um, Noor Isa, who is currently a commercial real estate with Sebel Realty. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Tarek. I really appreciate yeah. it, my brother. <laughs> As you guys don't know, Tarek's my younger brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Nurse, uh, like the old head um, uh, at the house. And yeah. Um, and yeah, but it's nice to have you here. Thank you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be part of Bag Alert. So are we, are we awesome. uh, bagging anything today or what's going on? Uh, no, we're, you know, we said like no, you know, like, like we're trying like know like like a lot about you because I was talking to like Abdullahi here and like we've been like just like thinking you know people want yeah. you on. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We've had a lot of requests for uh, people in the real estate industry. That's been a popular request. Yeah, and yeah, and I got like other people like mentioning my name, so I was like, you know what, I really have to bring you, man. Yeah, actually, I have a funny story about this. This one guy walked up to us and he he asked us like, uh, what are you guys gonna bring on any uh, people in the, uh, real estate and stuff like that. And uh, we're like, yeah, no, we're working on it. We're, we're, we're trying to figure something out. And he's like, yeah, no, I know this one guy named Noah. He's like a sick real estate agent. You should bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> and Tarek's just nodding. And he's like, yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great. <laughs> oh, my God. Who was that guy? Mm-hmm. We shouldn't mention names in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, we don't have consent. But honestly, like, I'm thinking my own thing. Yeah, but like. But like we don't want like an early an early like lawsuit, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. So, yeah, can't trust people but, these days. You never know. <laughs> you never know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, can you like describe like what it's like, you know, being being like a Somali real estate, uh, you know, like realtor, like working like in the real estate industry? Like, how's that like? You know what? I think it is something. Unfortunately, that was never. You know how it is in I guess in our communities is. Uh, working in the real estate industry was always something that was, that was very taboo. Similarly, like working in a bank or I, I remember at one point, I think going, I think being a lawyer was something that was frowned upon or something. I forgot what it was. I don't know if you guys remember that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, you're going to protect criminals. You're going to save criminals. You're going to protect criminals. You're going to save criminals, blah, blah. You're going to defend the, the guilty, right? So real estate yeah, was awesome. You're going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you're going to lie. You're going to do all this, right? Um, but yeah, that's basically, it's an uh, industry which, unfort- like, you know, I think it's something that our people and our community should really look into. Because if you look at it historically, I know this, sound, this might sound pretty extreme, but like all the big empires or the people that are, you know, the I don't want to say top 5% wealthy people in the world, there's only one thing that's always in common, right? Is that they're always, there's always real estate that's always involved. And if you look at even in in history, all these great like buildings that were built and great, you know, um, heritage sites, it's always real estate. So real estate's always like kind of like common ground. Um, so I was like, you know, I was always interested since the last seven years. Uh, no, I think eight years now. I've been pretty interested in it, but just never actually made the move. And once COVID happened, um, it was a good opportunity for me to kind of look at my next chapter. So. Yeah, I dived into it, went straight into commercial because um, 
you know, I just wanted to kind of get into that industry a little bit. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, dive into that industry. I thought maybe it was, wasn't very diluted and it's not a lot of people that are involved and, you know, kind of wanted to be like the, that Muslim slash Somali slash like maybe African, you can say, right? Uh, point of contact that kind of knows the real estate industry. So it's good. It's definitely great. Um, it's a grind as, as you know, as always, not easy. People think that's such a great career, but it's, you got to like, really like, you got to really work hard, put in the work and it's a lot of tears and some joy, but yeah, that's all I can mm-hmm. say right now. So like, what was like the most difficult part you think of like getting into like real estate? Like what was like a barrier or like a gap in knowledge? Like, did you have trouble like like slowly like delving yourself into um, like the real estate sphere, if that makes sense? Yeah, so a lot of gaps. Some of those gaps, I would say, is that the understanding of like zoning, right? City zoning, planning, you know, stuff like that. So like, you know, if you're, you know, like let's say if well, you're walking somewhere and you see a vacant land and you're like, hey, what can go in that land? What can go on that land, right? A lot of people don't understand how zoning works, what's permitted, what's not permitted. So that's something that every person in real estate needs to understand because at the end of the day, cities have bylaws in place that, you know, that kind of um, structure which sort of like either, which sort of like, you know, I would say asset class or, you know, some sort of like uh, use, like would have to be on that, on that property, on, on that land, right? So that's something I just never understood. And for people that, you know, study urban planning, like um, our brother Ali, um, who actually went to school for that and actually can understand what that is. But, but the, for the majority of folk, no one understands that. So that's something that I need to kind of, that I, that I uh, made sure that I need to understand because if you don't understand that, you can service clients, right? Um, another thing is what is really real estate? Like what's, like, what is it? Like how do, like, like, in terms of like, how do you structure a deal, for example, right? So let's say mm-hmm. you're a business that wants to operate. How does that, like, how does that process go? So that's something that that's never taught in you in school, not really taught in university. So, you know, I kind of had to like take the time to really understand how that works. Um, also in my industry, what I also do is that I kind of focus on um, investment sales. So usually like these like private ownership groups, or you can say sometimes these institutional groups that have like these real estate in their portfolio, how do they analyze a, a deal, right? So like, you know, you guys probably don't, you know, not a lot of people know about this, but like your, your benefits, for example, or your pensions, right? All that you guys choose, all that money that's, you know, being provided, that money comes from somewhere. So that, and that money actually gets generated from real estate. So a lot of these guys, like your benefit groups in from school, um, all these insurance companies, they park their money in like these income producing assets, right? So sometimes they will purchase. Oh, wow. So these guys will like, these guys will purchase like a shopping center. So for example, I'll give you a perfect example, actually. The Safeway, you know, in Collingwood, that whole shopping complex, that's actually owned by a group that is in the benefits like category right so they do like life insurance benefits um all that stuff and these guys get their money to pay out people like us through real estate right so like for those in for those companies 
you gotta also understand too is that what they're looking for. So there's a lot of terminology, there's a lot of like metrics you gotta understand. It's very similar to finance. So whoever actually studied finance that's listening to this, they will understand like you know your yield, all that stuff, your return, cap rates, um, discount oh, wow. cash analysis, all that stuff, right? So mm -hmm. that's sometimes something as well that you're not taught. So you kind of have to kind of understand that. So there's a lot of math and a lot of like, you know, a lot of analytical skills that you need to really get for this, uh, for this type of industry. So that's something obviously that's not, again, that's not very readily available. And, and that's, I had to really like, you know, learn that. So I would sometimes take, it would take me sometimes 12 hours, 14 hours a day, every day, just learning about these metrics and these understandings of like zoning investments and whatnot. So yeah so it, it wasn't easy it took me like three months to actually get a, a basic understanding but alhamdulillah like as you know you keep practicing and you keep uh, learning you will eventually get it so sorry i know that's, that's all yeah. that's, that's a lot of stuff nope. I just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was yeah that was a lot of stuff but like it yeah. um no but no but it's good it's um you talked about a lot, like, like a lot there so like i think a cool a cool thing about it was like you mentioned insurance companies like getting money from from these investment properties so like how do you explain yeah. that to like a five-year-old because <laughs> like none of because a lot of the listeners here you know they're like, what is this guy talking about yeah yeah, so yeah like, i know <laughs> it's very high level stuff honestly i just it was very hard for me. yeah so okay so basically how do you understand is that um basically this is basically how it works okay so mm -hmm. life insurance um health benefits companies um pension funds right so let's say for example you know, product you're trying to get into med, right? You want to become whatever. Are you going to get a pension fund? How does that <laughs> money actually get like, so, and you get like this private, not the government pension fund, but you get like this, this private pension fund. That's like, okay, this will give you like 5% return. If you give this amount or you park this money here year over year. Right. So you'll see a lot of these different. So once you're actually in it, like once you're actually like in the, like, like, like learning about like, not learning, sorry. Once you're actually like putting your money into these, uh, these pension funds and whatnot, you will see like different, like, you know, different like areas. So they'll tell you, for example, okay, do you want low risk? Do you want a medium risk? Do you want high risk? Right? I'll so, with high risk, yeah. High risk, right? <laughs> so no problem. Yeah. 100% high risk, high reward. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you park, so essentially these companies, right? So you pay the money, right? They, ha they have your money. So now let's say they collect this, this X amount of money. I don't know. Say that they collected $500 million. Okay. They have five hundred million dollars in cash they're sitting. They use that money, right, and they actually pour it to things that will actually generate more money. Now, here's the biggest thing: if you put that money into stocks, yes, you might get a return. But I, I don't know if you guys invest in stocks. How the stock market works is that it doesn't make any sense at the end of the day, right? It's all yeah. about <laughs> the perception of the shareholders, right, yeah. and the general public. Right, less confidence, less money. So it doesn't it doesn't make any logical sense. Like you guys it's saw about feelings, stock. basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's basically like, about, like I won't feel about a stock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So do you think these guys who are collecting all this money, do you think they want to like kind of jeopardize the money that they receive from you guys? No. They want to mm -hmm. make sure the money is safe and it's actually going to appreciate, and it's going to be like safe for you know next 20, 30 years when people retire. But they park their oh, money yeah. into companies, into not into assets that will generate safe but high return. So some of those assets can be an indu industrial multi-tenant building, right? That have all national tenants. 
into that building, right? And they're all paying their rent. So if you're like the owner of that of that uh, building, you're gonna, you know you're safe because a all these tenants are international tenants, national tenants. You know they will guarantee rent. They're there for a long term. Or sometimes what they do is that they look for other investments such as grocery anchored shopping centers. Okay, so I don't know if you guys now. Uh, I don't know if you guys kind of like seen uh, like between different like shopping centers some plazas you guys see are just dead right that just there's no life you're like damn there's nothing going on here and some they're just they're pretty pat they're pretty like there's a lot of traffic going on usually the centers that are generating a lot of traffic are grocery anchor shopping centers because at the end of the day you need food to eat right so those guys are never going to be those guys are never really going to be you know obsolete because you know you guys Mm -hmm. probably heard about the retail optics octopus whatever you want to call it Right, and now retail is gonna just you know it's gonna go away, and Amazon's gonna take over. At the end of the day, you know people need to go a safe way. People need to go to save on foods. People need to go to Walmart to get their mm-hmm. foods. So you're never really gonna see anything happen anytime soon, right? So these yeah. companies, these health insurance companies, these pension funds, they know okay these you know these assets they're kind of guaranteed. Superstore will be there. Safe will always be there, right? They're gonna generate maybe eight percent return year over year. Park our money over there, and and how real estate works is that more income being generated, the more valuable the property is. So if you keep it for twenty years, you might probably double or quadruple your investment. You know, so mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that was pretty like uh, no, like that was yeah, like that was maybe like, maybe like see what I'm trying to say. It's like yeah, yeah. These, these investments are gonna stay, right? They're not gonna crash in the next 20, 30 years. So, mm-hmm. like we, we we like straight up. Do you do you we think Facebook's gonna be here for the next five years? Maybe. Mm, maybe yeah. Like I'll say, I, I don't years? know. Who knows? Yeah. Right. We don't know. So. Yeah, like it, like it feels like Facebook's probably falling off though. So I'm not too sure. Facebook, it's actually yeah. Facebook. Well, like the Facebook old. itself, like yeah, like 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 maybe like Meta, like their whole like thing like going on there. Like I don't know what's like what's exactly happening, but oh, I don't even know what what the Meta is. I still just I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, so, so one thing I could gather from um, your description of the of being a commercial real estate agent is that the skill of uh, being a lifelong learner is essential. Because um, I noticed that you're saying that there's a lot of relearning that you have to do along the way. Is that uh, something that you would say is the case? Yeah, definitely. You got to always keep up to date the trends. You got to always read market reports. You got to know what the interest rates are at this time because interest rates do play a big factor in real estate because everyone leverages their money to buy properties it's just that's just how it is um so you just can't be like stagnant you gotta always keep up what emerging trends are sometimes you need to understand that hey maybe office buildings will actually become obsolete one day because people like to work from home or maybe office buildings just need to need to um, reimagine their like their building right so attract more tenants that's one example right so you, you, you can't just be, you got to always, like, the thing is with real estate, if you don't, are not learning, you will fail. That's just how it is. And if you're not knowing what the current trends are, you'll be left behind. So definitely, you got to always be on your toes to see what's actually going out there in the market. Right. And and before we get into the more technical, like specific career stuff, I, I just want to track back a little bit to see um, how, 
how did you end up getting involved in real estate? What uh, processes did you have to go through in order to become a licensed real estate agent? Yeah, so I was at Best Buy at the time and a good friend of mine was in the, he's actually a residential real estate agent, so in homes, um, and he got into commercial. And he was actually trying to recruit me during that time. So um, I researched it a bit, didn't really take it serious. But again, when 2020 happened, I dived in. And the process, essentially, how it is, is that you have to first, you know, get your license. So how it works is that the Real Estate Council of Alberta, they are basically, they regulate licensees, right? Um, And the whole process. Um, so basically you got to go in there and just do a course that talks about basically the fundamentals of real estate. So in the course, it'll basically tell you, um, things like what is, you know, these, these definitions, right? Like zoning, how it works, um, how offers work, how contracts work, how closing works. Um, right. And then once you're actually done that, then you decide which area you want to specialize, uh, kind of get your license in. And I wouldn't say specialize, but just get your, li- your license in and what you want to actually want to practice. So the different levels are uh, residential. So selling homes, you can do commercial. So, you know, leasing, build, leasing buildings or selling buildings or selling land. You can do rural, which is selling farmland. Um, or you can do property management. It's basically self-explanatory. You're managing the building uh, on behalf of the owner. So once you actually find out which um, specialty you want to kind of get into, then you got to look at what sort of brokerage or firm you want to work at. So a lot of times is that, you know, you want to you wanna basically, you want to actually go into a firm where you're basically going to be having a mentor because a mentor is very important in this industry getting a mentor to kind of go over how things work um you want to be at a brokerage in a firm that's very um collaborative it's a lot of teamwork that's there you can actually talk to the other agents to help you out and then once you're in you just got to start making calls and kind of start marketing yourself um so that's kind of so are there any prerequisites uh before you get into like taking the the course or is it something yeah. you can just do out of high school you just got to get out of high school that's it yeah that'd be done high school and or for people that didn't finish high school here in canada you got to be able to complete i think like this english proficiency exam or whatever uh, but no all you gotta do is just finish high school and that's it and you're in you don't need to get a degree or a diploma you can get straight into the business So So when you're working at the brokerage, um, how does payment work? Is it commission-based or or are all the employees at the brokerage just on general payroll with like a regular salary? So how it works is that the the agents that are there, they're actually, so they're actually subcontractors, right? So the, you, you would, you'll basically say that the brokerage is basically the contractor and the agents are the subs. So they're actually not employees but they are licensed to work under the firm. So they actually don't get a salary. How it works is that it's a straight commission uh, role. So it's all based on essential performance, right? You got to close a deal in order to get paid. Um, 
which can be a tough for a lot of people. And it was actually very tough for me when I got in because for, in, for people that are used to working, you know, nine to five and getting paychecks every two weeks, you know, you're kind of comfortable, right? Um, but when you're yeah, in, in this industry, uh, <laughs> you can't just uh, be chilling or you can't be like, oh, I'm going to call in sick. It's none of that stuff. You don't show up to work, you ain't getting paid. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, straight commission, man. That's it. Uh, so like I guess like, that's a like a strong driving force because I like I think with like salary paid like jobs you could just you can like not in like not put in hundred percent of your effort but still get paid the same you know what I mean yeah yeah and that's the that was that was that's basically how it is for a lot of people right for a lot of people they work yeah. like just four hours for the for the eight hours or three <laughs> hours for the eight hours right so yeah that's the that's the life of being an employee but the benefits though. To be paid on either commission or like even business owners that don't have a salary, is that mm-hmm. you can there's an unlimited income potential, right? So the harder you work, the you will get the results. It's just not it's just the, the effort that you put in. So it's actually it's a it's a it's both a pro and a con, right? Con is that obviously you ain't gonna get paid in the beginning because, um, because you obviously don't know anything, right? So it's gonna be tough. But once you actually get into the rhythm. It's it's a, it's a very lucrative career to get in. So, so, um, sorry, am I like boring you guys? No, 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 no. It's actually like no, it's actually very interesting. You're very detailed, which oh, is good, cool. honestly, because you know, because you're <laughs> you're kind of like nailing all the points. You know what I mean? I I want to make sure everybody that's in this podcast listening they understand this because I think our people need to get into this industry and it's a great industry to get in. So I so make sure I'm clear. So sorry if I'm too like detailed. Oh yeah, no, no, that's it's it's excellent. It's like it's it's actually excellent actually. So like, so like throughout like your career, like, did you meet any like Somali uh, like real estate agents uh, in Edmonton at least, or like I don't think I've ever like seen one, <laughs> but I don't like go actively searching. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I honestly I haven't seen another commercial agent that was Somali. I think I was the only one. I think there's some other guy in. In Ottawa, Toronto, I think, but I know we have actually two um, guys from Djibouti that joined our office. So mm. younger guys too, like young kids that got their license and they got in. Um, so we're actually we're starting to see a trend, and I think, you know, I think with you now three people in the industry now, we actually have also have one mortgage broker that's also in the industry that's been here for a long time. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not prevalent. It's not a lot of people, but I think now that people are looking at, you know, they're looking at probably other career options or they want to mm-hmm. kind of do their own thing. I think this, the trend might, you might see, you might see a lot of Somalis get into this, but yeah, it's tough right now. You unfortunately don't see a lot of people that are in, but you know, that might change. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do like, do you think it's because of like just the fear of, um, like they like the, like the irrational fears that some Somalis have with these kind of businesses, or even like starting businesses, for example. Yeah. So you know what? Um, the fear is. I think there is a fear for sure. The fear is that, what if I don't make it, right? And then now this is back to the point of totally mentioned high risk, right? You know, because a lot of times you know if, you know when we, when Somalis obviously we we, we came, like our parents came here in the nineties, right? So in order for them to feed us, they can't take these high-risk jobs because, you know, you're not going to guarantee income for the family, right? So 
but mm-hmm. I think with now people in general who are graduating school and you know who are graduating school now they're getting a little bit frustrated to work as an employee because they just realize that like hey like maybe I'm like not you know I'm not, I'm not able to like because at the end of the day you have a boss or you're, you're always going to have a boss whether, whether you're a realtor or not because your boss is your clients but you know I feel like people they want to kind of explore now right after they finish high school they finish university they want to do different things so mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I I think the risk is that everyone wants a stable career but you know maybe eventually when they finish their, when they're in their actual careers they might change also another thing to point out is that you know when you're a kid you're do you ever hear about being a realtor after when you grew up? You know, are you ever told yeah, that hey, Abdullahi, can I like I want to be a realtor when I you know when I'm an adult? It doesn't happen, right? It's always a lawyer's doctor, engineer, right? This is the base. It's yeah. all the same career <laughs> options. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's not even yeah. tech, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all this stuff. So that's the thing. So I think. Well, I think what needs to be done is that we got to like kind of teach the younger generation about other alternative careers to get into that are also still very lucrative careers to get in, but not your generalized jobs, right? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think this may something that we could discuss maybe like in the future, but or maybe, you know, maybe start in maybe a group or, or something that kind of discusses real estate how to get in i don't know i'm just speaking out loud in this podcast but <laughs> yeah oh no 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 like that's like no that's all that's valid actually yeah those are all like very good ideas when you like first started real estate like what what was your uh preconceived notions like that you had of it and was and like were there any like unexpected roles you had to take during or perform during um during your time as a real estate agent yeah so my pre- preconceived notion was that okay, so basically what this is is that I just show somebody this, and if they wanna they wanna get it, we'll write an offer to get you know to get what they want, whether it's a space that they wanna lease up or a building that they wanna buy. I do the paperwork done. That's it. What I realized <laughs> is that a lot of times you're playing different heads, right? You have a lot. You're, you're wearing sorry. You're wearing different. You're wearing different caps. One of those caps is. Um, you're like also a, a uh, how, how can I say this? You're the guy that's kind of directing where to go and where to get sort of like these other service providers. So you're also the referrals for sometimes getting insurance, right? You're also oh, okay. the referral to getting, uh, you're also to someone referring to get them like, uh, I don't know, like, a, like an engineer, for example. So I didn't actually know that is so like oh be, so like there's like a lot of like types of roles you have to like you have yeah to yeah oh, wow. so for example Not just like I, selling how like like selling property and cashing out no 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 I gotta make sure that I gotta know a lawyer to recommend some people right because you need a lawyer to to actually like like legally close on a property you need to find an insurance broker to actually get them insurance you gotta know how to apply to the city of Edmonton and get permits for these guys right. Or sometimes these guys would want to open up a restaurant and they're like, okay, I don't know who to get to, I don't know who to call to build out the space for me. You have to have a general contractor, right? That you know, that you can recommend. Right. right? So you're saying you're more or less providing a very holistic service and not just um, 
your job isn't just I help you buy this location and then I'm out. It's no. more so I help you buy this location and get set up as well. Yes, that's exactly how it is. From A to Z. You're basically there with them and guiding them through the whole process. You're not just writing paper and walking away. You gotta like you gotta essentially the way you gotta be in real estate is that you gotta be essentially their partner, right? In the mm-hmm. whole process. Like you're like involved in that in, in whatever they're you know, whatever they're doing. So if they're doing a cafe, you gotta have in your mind that you're actually like a um like their, you know, their co-owner, I guess you can say, you know, who actually owns whatever business they're trying to operate. You gotta like, you gotta have to kind of be, you kind of have to put your shoes into that tool. Otherwise, yeah, you, you ain't gonna succeed if you're just writing offers and. And so I can imagine with like that kind of workload, the hours are probably not the standard like forty-hour work week, right? No, sometimes it can be. Some days can take 12 hours, some days can take six hours, some days can take 15 hours, right? Um, it all varies on your, on your, on your clientele and, and what, it, what you're actually doing. So it's not your traditional nine to five. You might work, be done work at five or sometimes you might be done work at nine. But also it depends too on what sort of, uh, you know, what sort of goals you set for the year. So if you're looking just to be average, right? then you might put in a little bit of work and just do the bare minimum. But if you're trying to be like a high producing agent, then there's a lot of time that needs to be put in. So yeah, definitely not eight hours. I wish it was always eight hours, but it's not the case. Mm -hmm. And and just this discussion on like all the different services you're providing for your clients. um, I'm starting to wonder like, what sort of skills would you say are essential to be a successful real estate agent because i know we discussed before you need to be a lifelong learner and from what i can tell here like you need to have people skills right but what other skills would you add to that list um and again that varies depending on which uh what do you want to specialize in right but if you are like i'll just tell you the basically the generic skills that you need to you know that you need to uh, get one is for sure people skills if you don't know how to talk to people or you're not comfortable calling somebody on the phone that you've never called before in your life, then this is not a career that you want to get into. Uh, secondly, you got to be very organized, like extremely organized, especially if you have a lot of clients and you're writing down exactly what needs that they want, what they are looking to get. You got to be able to like, you know, track that, right? Um, and kind of see the progress. Otherwise, you're just going to forget. So, you know, if person A is like, hey, product, I want to lease out a space or I want to buy something and you forget to call them tomorrow or the next day, then that will reflect poorly. So organization skills has to be like, has to be like a huge priority. Um, and that's pretty much it, honestly, really. That's it. Once you get those two things, you know, you're essentially set because everything will fall into place, right? Um, all the other necessary stuff, like, you know, showing them stuff and like talking with them, that all plays under the things I just mentioned, right? So if you get those two things like, um, like on hand, you'll be set. Because at the end of the day, this business is a relationship business and this is how people actually make money. If, you know, just through relationships, right? So, so like, assuming that, you know, 
like when you were new to this uh, industry, like are there any like new skills that you actually like picked up on? Because like there are like some stories of people when they you know like when they first start a career or um, or business, and you know like they have like a funny first experience um, that really um, you know that really like presents their I guess their I I wouldn't say like naivety but something like um, that really like shows them being like inexperienced like at first and just over time gaining skills and oh yeah you know, developing developing skills to like by a later point you know you kind of know what to do and you kind of like laugh at that at, like at that past self yeah yeah like yeah so like do you have like that experience uh yeah so i mean Somewhere, yeah yeah when i yeah so like when i got in like i didn't really understand how contracts work or offers work and like setting condition dates i don't know any of that stuff I actually didn't really know that even the whole process of leasing or even like buying, I had nothing. So like, I can tell you this topic, once I actually did get in, I was really green. Like I didn't know how to do anything, <laughs> like legit <laughs> nothing. So, and right. Cause I didn't like, you know, yeah. like if someone asks you, Oh, like, what? So, no, so like, did you have like, so like I guess like your first time calling a client or like like meeting with a client was kind of was kind of stressful and like very novel. Yeah, because that, when I called like, some, I remember just one time um, I called this, even this. I, I wasn't talking to a client; I was talking to an agent. And I remember they were like, "I was like, yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm you know, I have a client that's looking to lease out a convenience store, right?" And I was talking to the agent actually, and they're telling me, they're telling me on the phone, they're like, "How's the strength of the covenant?" And I was like, "What do you mean the strength of the covenant?" And and I mean, if I I don't know if, if you guys you guys probably probably understand, you guys are a little bit smarter than me. But when they said the strength, the, the strength of the covenant, I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Yeah, it's good." Right, you think you're and better than I, me? I was like, <laughs> "What does that even mean?" And then I later found out that it was like strength of the covenant. I'm like, "Oh, it's like basically what it means. Like, how strong, or are they as a tenant, and are they able to pay rent, basically? And do they have a good oh, financial man. backing or equity backing?" Right. So I was, I was just very confused. So those so are like, it's all like jargon. Like, uh, so I guess like there's all jargon within, within, um. Like the field of like real estate because like you know when you watch like my television shows i like i know it's a bad example but um of like i don't know say like a television show about lawyers or a television show about yeah. doctors and this spitting out this spewing out this jargon and they're all understanding each other so is there like a set of jargon for real estate yeah so i you know what man i yeah i think so i kind of really sorry i can't really think about this out loud right now but like yeah couple like sometimes for you know some other terminologies will be like not, i mean this there's simple things to understand but it's like what does that even mean for example uh the the use so what the use is basically is that i didn't understand this right so like i called somebody and they're mm -hmm. asking me oh what's the use i'm like what do you mean what's the use you know stuff like that small thing right and you know it, basically what they're trying to say is that okay what is this business what are they operating and I was telling them the whole story, 
right? So for example, this dental, this, this dentist group is like, oh, I want to find a space. And, uh, and the landlord's like, what's the use? I'm like, uh, well, I mean, they're going to be doing this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. But all he wants to know are like small things. That's just like, okay, the use is going to be a dental clinic, right? So like stuff like that. Or, you know, things like a closing. So what, do you think, what does it mean to close? I never understood that, right? And, or, uh, you know, other things like pending. Like, I don't know what pending was or conditional was. Or, like, mm-hmm. what exactly what that mean? Like, I knew the broad understanding of it, but I didn't know the details. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff, like premise. Like, you know, a lot of different terminologies terminology that they use that is not commonly used in, like, day-to-day um right or sometimes other things like what's the cap right like so mm-hmm. if an investor is looking to buy something they're like what's the cap and i'm like what do you mean what's the cap so that means like cap rate right it's basically like your yield or your return of investment so mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's a lot of things that just yeah real estate is definitely like something that has a lot of jargon right and mm-hmm. yeah i had to really like I mean, we have to study laws to really, you know, understand it. So, <laughs> I had a question about um, how how is it that real estate agents secure their clients? Is it that your brokerage firm will just give you business and like uh, assign you clients, or do you have to go out and look for clients on your own? Um, you know what? It depends on which brokerage you're at, and if you're working, if you're working on a team. So let's say if you're working on the team, usually the, your team leader will give you leads and then you guys would like share commissions. Um, but a lot of times if you're going um, on your own and I'm speaking on the commercial side, so I'm not speaking on the residential side. I know in residential firms, they give you leads. So on the residential side, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, they give you a lot of leads and right. But on the commercial side, you know, you don't, it's not like, like leads are not generated through online. A lot of times it's just mom pops looking for space. So yeah, I mean, if you're going solo, then you're responsible for basically buying the leads yourself. You gotta like create your own lead generation. In commercial. You gotta create your own lead gen. So you gotta call people day in, day out. You gotta call business owners. You gotta call property owners. You gotta basically you gotta basically make a list of people that you've spoken to and what they're looking for, right? That's essentially your lead gen. So yeah, you got it's basically it's basically you. You got you're the one that gotta make all these clients happen. <laughs> uh that's just the, that's just the name of the game. It's tough, very daunting, but it can definitely be done. And and this does go back into the our discussion before about like how relationships is sort of the way you make money in this business, right? Yeah, totally. Relationships are a huge thing. Like, if you don't know anybody, like, nobody's going to really trust you or even, like, consider you when they're looking for an opportunity. So just think about, like, you know, being around the homies, right? And the homies are just taking care of you or whatever, and you're, you're knowing what's going on. That's exactly how it is. It's just very formal. Um, but that, you know, you got to get that in. So you got to, like, meet people, take, out, take them out for coffee, Right, have some sort of relationship with 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 them. Otherwise, if you're gonna call, they're gonna forget about you. You want to be able to, you want to be able for your these clients to have a, put a face to the name and know that hey, this guy, he's he does this, he specializes in this. I'm gonna give him a call. 
Yeah, so like, you have to always like maintain those connections. It's like what you said about like uh, going out for coffee or like uh, giving like, calls here and there. Yeah, yeah, giving a call or like even providing other services that maybe you can give people a call and ask them, hey, hey, I'd love to give you some market update on what's going on in the market, right? That's also a- other things that you can do, but the relationship piece has to be in there in order for you to succeed. <laughs> and is retention ever an issue with clients? Let's say that you they um, you help them like sort of lease out uh, uh, a complex and or whatnot um, for their business. Is there is there ever a case where they um, midway through before they their lease ends they decide to go with another agent or something like that? It all depends on how you. Um, it all depends on how you, like, treated them. And how you were as a, as as their agent. If you're the one that just wrote the offer and just didn't really answer their phones when they called you or just didn't really care, then they won't use you. So in this industry, it's very cutthroat because people do leave. But if you treat your clients well and you take care of them and they understand that you took care of them and you build a nice relationship, then it's in that it's really indefinite for them to use you because they had a great experience. So it's really all about the client experience. Um, right. So that's it. That's pretty much how it is. They're not, they're not, I mean, they're not really, um, they're not mandated to work with you in the future, but why would they not work with you? They had such a great, you know, experience working with you. Overall, like what would you, what would you um, recommend to anybody who's trying to get into real estate? You know what? I think before I tell you to get into it, I think maybe just understand the industry a little more. So, you know, a lot of these, what a lot of these, what these, um, these companies do and firms do, they offer some sort of mentorship. So I know a lot of times people, they get ahead of themselves and they pay for licensing. They realize it sucks. But a lot of times you can actually work as an unlicensed assistant under another agent. So a lot of agents, you know, they're very busy. They want to get a lot of work done, but they don't have a lot of manpower. So even before you go out and get your license and spend, you know, this crazy amount of money to get in, and you realize it sucks, work as an assistant for somebody, right? I think that's my oh, okay. biggest piece of advice I would give. Um, oh, I never heard about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, you can work it because you have to be licensed to sell real estate. But if you're an unlicensed uh, assistant, you just work under an agent. Right? Yeah, you're not going to be the one, like, kind of, you know, your name's not going to be in, like, contracts or whatnot, but you can, like, write up contracts. You can, you know, call clients. You can show stuff, right? You can do all that, all that. Um, because if you do that, you actually have a better understanding, and you're like, okay, you know what? I like this. I want to get into it. So a lot of the bigger firms that are out there, you know, they even pay a salary for getting in, right? So they'll pay you, I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, And then based on that, you can make your decision whether or not, hey, I like this industry. Let me actually want to get, I actually want to get in. I actually want to get in and, you know, um, start doing deals. So that's my, yeah, just do that because, and and then once you actually, and and again, the biggest reason why being an assistant is because you can also look at other sort of areas that you want to, specialize in or want to be an expert in right um so then that's also another help as well you get that like you get that like in on hand first hand experience so i would yeah definitely assistant so you're saying 
like get as much information as you can to make an informed decision before you invest that time and money into getting a license. Correct. hundred percent. Don't just get the license just because you saw it on TikTok and someone made <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that <laughs> of bands. And like, oh, I want to get in because that's not how the real world works. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know like, a lot of people. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, like, no, like, actually, like, that was gonna be like my last question. Uh, like, so, I, so, yeah, so I guess like we get to it now. So, what do you think about those like TikTok real estate gurus or like those guys that make TikTok look or, like on TikTok make like real estate look super simple and and and, and uh, can generate income in these five easy steps? So, you know like, what? what? Do you think about yeah, simplify. Yeah, so you know what? Real estate. Yeah, so real estate is not hard to understand. It just takes a lot of time to understand, but it's not hard to understand. But these guys, I know what these guys are doing. Okay, so what these guys are doing that they're actually doing a, this is actually part of their marketing. This is part of their like side hustle because what they do is that I think they like train agents or whatnot, or they tell you invest in this and they'll pay you whatever, right? So it's all it's all their own business venture, you know. That, that's just basically how to get it. It's like working out, like you know, and like these fitness trainers on Instagram or TikTok, or whatever, where they're like, oh, right. Come here and I'll give you like these meal plans. I'll give you like these uh, workouts to do, blah, 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 and you'll be shredding 30 days, right? So that's kind of similar what these real estate guys are doing yeah. on TikTok. They're, they're just trying to sell their course. They're trying to sell their course. That's what yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah, right? so they get this like uh, over-idealized. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, yeah pay and I think, my course. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times these guys are actually not – um, but I mean, like real, like real estate agents, or like they don't even know much about anything. No, they, they don't know much like... about Edmonton. They're from the states, and I would definitely recommend people from Edmonton don't do that. Just be like, just you know, go into an office and say, "Hey, I want to like talk to this person." You have a chat with that individual and say, "Hey, I want to work for you." That's the best way of doing it, right? Stay away from TikTok. Stay away from Instagram. That's that's all scams. I'm telling. I'm just telling you guys right now. That's it. Mm-hmm. Find someone you yeah. want to work for, and if they want to work for you, great. That's it. That's what I, I would recommend. Because you have to understand too, real estate regulations are different in every city, not just country, but city, right? Oh wow! So yeah. getting some guy from Phoenix to teach you something, it's not going to help you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Awesome yeah. advice. Uh, so I think we're running out of time right now, Dang. but this, yeah, but this is an awesome episode. <laughs> Thank you for uh, coming in. Uh, like, yeah, so like there are a lot of people, you know, wondering, like we said like earlier. So this episode is gonna be a banger. Yeah. No, whatever you're doing for your marketing, bro, keep it up, cause. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, like you even got me engaged. Like now I'm thinking, you know, I should probably, oh. <laughs> I should probably start real estate. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Great, friend. great. Yeah. DM. Yeah. No, you explained it well. You explained it well. Um. But yeah. Uh. Thank you, thank you for coming. No, no problem. I'm very happy. I honestly, I was, I was just listening to some podcasts earlier, and it was pretty, stuff was pretty cool, and I was listening to it, and I really liked it. So I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it, and hopefully, I was very clear, and I didn't bore anybody listening, bore anybody listening to this, or I was just talking too much. I know I'm very, I'm only just to talk a lot, but hopefully, those <laughs> I got some, you know, hopefully someone, at least someone understood at least five percent of what I was saying. That's my goal. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was very informative. Thank you very much.